It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Volume. Just a reminder, you can catch us recording this podcast live on AMP. AMP is a new live radio app that lets you call in and chat with us in person while we're recording. Get the app on Apple's App Store and make sure you follow us at, at Jenkins and Jones to get notified when we go live. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Thursday, September 7th, and we are live at on AMP on the Amazon AMP application. Thanks for everyone who's tapping in live. We appreciate y'all. For those who are not, obviously, we appreciate you listening to all the other platforms as well. Thank you so much for tapping in. Hey, you made it through the long summer. The NFL season kicks off tonight. The NBA season is just around the corner. Congratulations on everyone you know, for all podcasters everywhere, guys, this is it. This is the finish line. Things are occurring again, and we didn't have to talk about baseball for a whole lot. We did it. Congratulations, <laughs> fellas. The, the content mill is back open, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about who's the GOAT. They, they, try, they brought that back a little bit, too. I'm like, damn, y'all really thirsty. I, think, I thought we'd let that go. I think Nate Jones tweeted, he's like, are you guys seriously not tired of the Michael Jordan versus LeBron GOAT? Like, is there really any juice left? in that fucking orange bro <laughs> no that, that's that's the last shit you got you feel me so you knew that we was close to the end at that point that two weeks left let's stretch it out you feel me? I, I know what pair of pants that is in my laundry when i have like gone three weeks without doing laundry and there's just nothing left and it's like well i gotta bring out the fucking <laughs> like i have that pair of drawers i have, brown I have boys. <laughs> yeah break <laughs> out the brown <laughs> doo brown draws nigga. wearing brown draws is a wild decision bro as a nigga <laughs> you like a ken doll a black ken doll nigga you feel me <laughs> you naked but you not naked you feel me it's real odd my g come on y'all know the uh the pirate joke 
the the red shirt pirate joke. Y'all heard that? This is my this is this no. is Vinny's favorite joke. It's a pirate who famously would uh, would wear a red shirt anytime he was going into battle, so that if he got cut, his his uh, his men wouldn't see him bleeding. You know what I mean? So that they would they wouldn't know. And so anytime they would roll up on a ship, he would say, First mate, bring me my red shirt." And he put his red shirt on, and then they'd go into battle. The next day, they'd see another ship. First mate, bring me my red shirt. They'd roll into battle. And then one day, they rolled up on about 16 ships, and he turned to the first mate and said, First mate, bring me my brown pants. <laughs> I know that is Yo. the funniest joke in the world to a 10-year-old. Oh, man. Bro, that's, that, that's top, that's top yeah. 15 for me at, at 40. That shit funny it's as hell. Especially when your kids start bringing you jokes that have punchlines. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> so, wait, he, you never heard that before he told you? No, 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 no. I think I, 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 wow. I, 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 that might have been around when we were kids. I don't know, but I know I, I laughed. I, I don't remember. I know I, I don't yeah. remember that. Joe. I've never heard it. So I'm wondering if he told you and like you had a literal like laugh, like oh shit, this is funny as hell. Yeah. Like that's, that'd be fire. Your kid telling you a joke to make you laugh like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, actually, that's a great transition into our first topic. Uh, you'll hear us talk a little more about this on our Saturday episode coming out with the Gridiron Gals where we do our NFL preview. But we got to talk about the diarrhea plane, y'all. We have to talk about the diarrhea plane. Speaking of brown pants. Speaking of, right? <laughs> a man who forgot to wear his brown pants, canceled an entire flight, had to turn around halfway across the Atlantic Ocean, made... A hundred plus people send text messages saying, as it turns out, I'm not in Barcelona right now because I had to return home because someone shit all over an entire airplane. Generational. (laughs) I just can't imagine the hell that those passengers were in, bro. I just cannot believe like, you know, you brought up the, the, the theory that you think, you know, a dude was scuttling down the aisle and just shitting, <laughs> leaving just a dookie trail. And I think that's probably how Lord it played out. You know, yeah, I saw and I thought like the, the toilet malfunction overflowed or some shit. But I think the dookie trail um, theory holds up a whole lot better than that. Yeah. But, bro, I just can't imagine a worse place to be than in a fucking airplane. You know, shitty ventilation. And then you got that like a motherfucker will just dookie in the bathroom and if you're close enough to the bathroom on a flight you're gonna get the, the whiffs of that right like that's no place you want to be and just for that shit to be all up through the aisles bro like i know that was hell literally he turned like i i just like i like I, I, I can't imagine anything worse outside of like the plane not you know what i'm saying like that is literally the worst thing that could happen and you get home a lot <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. like you feel me like dog like Man, I, I, I just can't imagine being in that situation either. Like, wow, I'm I'm not going to make it to the toilet. And also, I'm not going to be able to leave and not be in front of these motherfuckers for hours. Yeah. Well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you shit all through the fucking airplane. That was what the news article said. And look at these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how, how horrible of a situation is, is it for everybody? And, 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 and if... If it was a toilet malfunction, they'd have been like, you know, it was a toilet malfunction that, you know, they had to turn it around because of somebody's butt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> somebody's bowels made them turn a bust a U-turn in the air, nigga. You feel, like I've been in bad situations where like 
I remember the, I had a bad situation. I, I ain't had the mic one. You, uh, I mean, well, I had the mic one, but it was like eighth grade. You feel me? Somebody was an adult. You know what I mean? I had a really bad situation when I was moving, and I had to stop at the Walgreens. And I'm like, nigga, look, I ain't gonna make it home. You gotta make it. You gotta, John. Deal. The situation is this: if you don't stop now, it's over with. You gotta. You, you gotta start. Went to the Walgreens. Threw my little North Face jacket on the ground. <laughs> Bro, just had to just had to sit down. You feel me? This man had this situation in front of what? How many people going to Barcelona? Probably hundred. That's not a normal plane. Two hundred people. Yeah, that's it. Was a at least there was, yeah, it was three? One. Wasn't it? It was it was two rows going to the back. It was like one of those three right. row plane. You know what I mean? So dog, I just can't imagine that being hot box. Everybody involved is horrible. I mean, because the other thing too is like, I mean, there there are like you know something that happens on a bus. It's like very enclosed. You could step off of the bus the plane like they turned it around and you still had to be in that plane for another four hours to get back to <laughs> back to atlanta like just land us I, on the ocean and call me a boat bro <laughs> and, it, and bro you got to go back to atlanta you know they this they fire your ass <laughs> up nigga you got to plan them country niggas bro who the nigga <laughs> which one of y'all niggas blew up the <laughs> hot box the motherfucking plane with your butt nigga you know what i'm saying like asap you feel me they eating you up bro all bad nothing I, good i just cannot imagine my trip to barcelona being ruined because a motherfucker ate <laughs> ate too many airport applebee's riblets bro <laughs> like you know what I'm like I would be pissed. That would be like the worst fucking experience of my life on a fucking airplane, bro. How do we? How do we think the pilots found out? Like I'm wondering how how strong that door, that pilot's door is. You know, did they smell it? They're like, is that, is that, or did they have to have a flight attendant come in and be like, we have an emergency? They got they got that. I think the flight radio call. Came, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the flight attendant told them like, yo. You ain't gonna believe this shit, figuratively and literally, my nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Like you ain't gonna believe this shit. But I, they, by the end, you know they were smelling it. That whole plane was lit up. You know what I mean? Come on, man. All bad. I, I appreciated that. Obviously, if you got shit on you, it wouldn't have been funny. But I appreciated that. Like I did see one of the videos that someone released. Most of the people seemed to understand how hilarious it was. You know what I mean? That was just like this is the most ridiculous shit of all time. Like John said, you probably land the plane and there's just 200 people with their fucking phones out filming as the plane lands. You know what I mean? Like, like, did he change? Did he? Did he? Or did he have to walk out with the shitty butt? Like, did, where, like, like, did you change? Do you like? How does that, bro? You in a really bad situation. And I've been in some bad you're situations, the, but nothing the, on that's that level. The worst, that's the worst of the worst that doesn't involve your health. Yeah. You feel me? I had to, I yeah, had to you know bury a pair of boxers one time on the way to a meeting, bro. Buried in the ground. <laughs> buried? They still there? <laughs> I had to bury it in the ground, dog. They still, they still there? They're still there, there to this day. When we spot? drive by it, I told the kids a story. When we drive by that parking lot, they'll point and be you like, salute dad's, the boxers? dad's poopy diapers. <laughs> right, right. You served me well. <laughs> bro, did y'all did y'all ever know about the um that, that incident? In like 1975, on the Japanese airplane, where like 140 people all got food poisoning from eating the same shit, and everyone was throwing up and dookieing everywhere. Did y'all hear that about that real? shit? That's is that yes, real? That really happened. I'll read the fucking Wikipedia entry that's, right now. That sounds Run like that shit. Airplane. We need that. The fuck? Yeah. yeah. This the Japan Airlines food poisoning incident on February third, 1975. 197 people fell ill 
aboard a Japan Airlines Boeing 747 en route from Anchorage, Alaska to Copenhagen, Denmark, after consuming an in-flight meal contaminated with Staphylococcia, whatever the fuck. 100, Staphylococcus? 144 people needed hospitalization, making it the largest food poisoning incident aboard a commercial airliner. The, flat, the flight originated from Tokyo Haneda Airport and made a fuel stop at Anchorage International Airport after crossing the Arctic. Another fuel stop at Copenhagen Airport was scheduled before the flight was to continue to its final destination at Paris Charles de Gaulle Airport. The aircraft reached European airports after an uneventful flight. Okay, we don't need to know all that shit. Okay, after about <laughs> one hour after breakfast. Oh, hold on, hold on. No, no, we do need to know this paragraph. The, the aircraft reached European airspace after an uneventful flight. 90 minutes prior to the scheduled landing at Copenhagen, the flight attendants served ham omelets for breakfast. That's the culprit. Right ham there. what? Ham oh, wow. Omelets. Oh, but, but, but was it was there back to ain't nothing to fuck with, bro. Omelet? A bad egg will take you out yeah. of here, dog. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So about but cooked about one right. hour after breakfast while approaching Copenhagen, one hundred ninety six passengers and one flight attendant fell ill with nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and abdominal cramps. One hundred forty four of them were so severely ill that they required hospitalization. Thirty were in critical condition. The other fifty three were treated in makeshift emergency rooms. As none of the doctors in Denmark spoke Japanese and only few of the passengers were fluent in Danish or English, Japanese speaking staff from Copenhagen restaurants were summoned to the hospital to act as translators. Um, this one paragraph from the aftermath I'm going to read, then we can you know move on here. <laughs> Japan Airlines catering manager, 52-year-old Kenji Kuwabara, committed suicide. When you named him, I was about to say, I bet he committed suicide, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. Why? Is that the culture? Had been caused by one of his cooks. He was the only fatality. Wow. Hey, hey, that embarrassment burden weighs heavily on Japanese professional people, bro. Like, for me, it's like, if this is the biggest there's ever been on a, they made sure to give you that, like, that context, it's the biggest on a commercial flight. What's the biggest? It's got to be a cruise ship. Cruise ships okay. are like petri dishes. I know the other flight attendants who didn't get sick were looking at the one who did get sick, nasty as fuck. Like you ate the fucking ham omelet, you motherfucker. <laughs> you wasn't even supposed to eat you're this shit. You're supposed to be cleaning. This this. You're supposed us. to be hosing this shit down with us. Not yeah. Oh, here sneaking the food. That's what you get, fuck nigga. All right. Um, <laughs> Enjoy the projects. Fuck you. While man. we're on the subject of uh, while, while we're while we're reading things, Tyler sent us a tweet today that we got to discuss and i actually got a book out <laughs> to, to really oh, yeah. to really break it down let's guys. fucking get it tyler sent us a tweet and i'm going to read it exactly because this is incredibly wild to me it's insane it says this is from uh from twitter.com now uh, uh she said this is a quote tweet the original tweet says did you guys know a lot of people think the asteroid wiped the dinosaurs out by like hitting them all at once and then this person quote tweeted it and said now i'm not saying i thought this but hypothetically how did the <laughs> asteroid kill them for those who don't know there's like hundreds of quote tweets of people who thought that dinosaurs died by a s asteroid falling and hitting them on the head ricocheting I off of all the fucking dinosaurs <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Gig, 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 gig. Like that's insane. The bowling bro. bowl theory, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why I did not know so many people thought that. And I'm sure we got some listeners right now. Yeah, we're talking to you who probably thought the same thing too. But that's if not you, how it happened. Listen to me. If you thought 
that one asteroid hit all the dinosaurs physically please send us a dm on twitter so we can have you on the show and, and interview you because i and, need and to the feel the contours though, like, of your brain <laughs> I, I, honestly that sounds like a really fun thing to imagine I could see why you'd want to believe that. You know what I mean? As ridiculous as it is. So we're not here to shit on you. We just want to have a conversation. I just want to know. <laughs> I'm just curious. We just want to know. We just want to know. You know what I mean? Um, for the sake of enlightenment and also because I think it's one of the most beautiful and terrifying passages ever written in the English language. Here from Peter Brannon's The Ends of the World is a description of how, and I want to keep this in mind. For a long time, we didn't know how all the dinosaurs died. What we knew was there was a fossil record that showed that they were everywhere forever, and then they just disappeared in a very tight period of time all around the world at the exact same time. And So it's a theory. To put this in... No, 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 no. I mean, that's a physical fact. Like, you can see the bones. There's no more bones after a certain... No, yeah. I'm talking about the, the, the asteroid. The asteroid know, is... They, they substantiated it with, like, they things found that the they've asteroid. done. They found the asteroid. They, yeah. they, they okay, found okay, okay, the okay, scar, okay. the physical scar on the Earth where the asteroid hit. So the theory was there because of the sediment. There's There was yeah, sediment. Yeah, some type of sedimentary dating where yes. this gypsum was absent, which means that there was all a high over the world, or something like that. All yeah. over the world at the exact same time. Time. And so, where, 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 where was, where I did believe it hit? The Yucatan, Yucatan, Yucatan Peninsula. Peninsula, Mexico. That, that's the part of Mexico where it gets skinny and, you know, there's that bump that goes into the Gulf of Mexico. It's the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that part. Which is so wild because, like, if that asteroid comes five hours later, which is a blip of a blip to the fucking 100 billionth power in on the scale of it universal lands in time, the ocean. it lands in the ocean and the, and the impact is not that detrimental. It did land right? in the so ocean. Is it not? It did land in the ocean. I thought I'm saying, I'm saying, saying, wouldn't it still be? Wouldn't it still be? It's yeah, not the ocean no more. <laughs> but I believe it did. It, it did land in the ocean when it actually hit. I believe. But I'll read that in the passage oh, okay, in a second. Okay. But I want to keep in mind, di- human. But that would cause like tidal waves and a bunch he, of other yeah, shit too. Human yeah, beings like, and yeah. our immediate ancestors have been around for something like a million years. Dinosaurs were around for two hundred million years. <laughs> <laughs> like they ran the planet Earth for 200 million years. I, I mean, you know, like it's impossible to describe like how much more significant in the Earth's fossil record they are than human beings, right? Okay, let me get to the passage. Hold on. The meteorite itself was so massive that it didn't notice any atmosphere whatsoever. It pushed the atmosphere and built such incredible pressure that the ocean in front of it, quote, just went away. These numbers are precise without usefully conveying the scale of the calamity. What they mean is that a rock larger than Mount Everest hit planet Earth traveling 20 times faster than a bullet. This is so fast that it would have traversed the distance from the cruising altitude of a 747 to the ground in 0.3 seconds. Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask you a question? Yes. So, like... As the ocean went away, meaning it hit so hard. It was hard traveling so fast that it, went that it had through it. the ocean and hit the core of the fucking it had planet. Like atmosphere pushed in front of it the way like if you swing your hand fast, you can feel the air on the front of your hand. It so it just shoved the it, it shoved the So atmosphere. it hit the ocean, but it actually didn't hit the ocean. It hit the ocean moved yes. and it hit the fucking yes. bottom of yes. the ocean. In fucking yes. insane. The asteroid Crazy. itself was so large that even at the moment of impact, the top of it still towered more than a mile above the cruising altitude of a seven forty seven. 
In its nearly instantaneous descent, it compressed the air below it so violently that it briefly became several times hotter than the surface of the sun. The pressure of the atmosphere in front of the asteroid started excavating the crater before it even got there. Then, when the meteorite touched ground zero, it was totally intact. It was so massive that the atmosphere didn't even make a scratch on it. Unlike the typical Hollywood CGI depictions of asteroid impacts where an extraterrestrial charcoal briquette gently smolders across the sky, in the Yucatan, it would have been a pleasant day one second, and the world was already over by the next. As the asteroid collided with the Earth in the sky above it, where there should have been air, the rock had punched a hole of outer space vacuum in the atmosphere. As the heavens rushed in to close this hole, enormous volumes of Earth were expelled into orbit and beyond, all within a second or two of impact. So there's probably little bits of dinosaur bone up on the moon, I asked? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Bruh. (laughs) What the fuck? That is insane. So that's um, how it killed the bro, dinosaurs. And yes, then there was a cloud of dust over the whole earth that lowered the temperature dramatically for a, a period of time. Killed the vegetation, killed the herbivores, killed the carnivores. That's kind of how shit worked. Right? Y- yes. Um, um, you know, I will say, though, that this was a bit of a learning experience for me because, you know, I was reading up on this and I did not know how long the extinction level event actually took. I thought it took like maybe 100 years, 200 years. That shit took 33,000 years. You know what I'm saying? I had no idea it lasted that long. So what did he mean by one moment it's the it's a perfect day and the next moment the world is before over? Before it, it was visible beginning. from before it was visible in the sky to when it hit the earth was less than a second. Yeah, but he's saying like so the it if it took 33,000 years you said? Yeah, but it was like for, for, there's all these models bro of like it would be like the most significant earthquake on earth happening and then everything goes dark because of all of the sediment that's thrown up from the earth and then it, and yeah, then right. what, uh, what ultimately kills things on the other side of the planet from where this hit is what, is tyler, what tyler was talking was about like yeah, th- yeah, then it yeah. became a starvation event and basically the only reason any of us are still here are because some mammals happen to be small enough to be able to live underground for tens of thousands of years <laughs> you know, in order to in order to, to survive this like shrews and shit little fucking yeah. animals no bigger than like your hand and shit. so all dinosaurs went extinct like 99 percent of marsupials went extinct i think it's like 95 percent of birds went extinct mammals were the mm-hmm. most successful because they were warm-blooded was <laughs> that was a <laughs> John's got a visitor. Go, bro. <laughs> uh, mammals happen to be warm-blooded, and so they adapted to the change in temperature better. But like that's it's basically a fluke, bro. And what's crazy is that's actually the, so. This book, The Ends of the World, is about the different mass extinctions that have happened in planet Earth's history. And this is not even the worst one, bro. There was a time when all of the volcanoes on Earth erupted at the same time, and the whole planet was covered in fucking magma. <laughs> <laughs> Earth has been through some shit. Okay, so what? what so what? So hey, magma. yeah. So what? T- talk about that. You, I know a ma- um, magma. You, magma. Tell me, tell me about that situation. <laughs> I mean, it's basically that you know. But that. But what's crazy is when you read about this stuff from like a, a paleontologist or a geologist, it's like the idea that there's any debate about like climate change and stuff. They're like, no, no, no. We can see in the fossil record what happens when it heats up, and like 
Also, I think we talk about climate change and people tend to talk about it in terms of like, oh, nature and like Mother Earth. And it's like Mother Earth is not going to give a fuck like this. Like if we heat the earth up to where we can't live here anymore, the earth will not have noticed That's that we were us. here. <laughs> right, right, right. This is not every volcano on earth erupting or, uh, you know, Mount Everest being fired into the surface of the earth. Like the earth's been through right. a lot of sh- like we're just, you know, if you look at your skin, we're just like a microscope scopic bacteria or some shit that you wouldn't even notice you know what i mean so mm-hmm. right anyway. right all right that's our dinosaur segment <laughs> we'd be talking about some shit on this podcast dog <laughs> i had a moment i'm like wow this is <laughs> this is exhilarating <laughs> this is- <laughs> oh right. but i we i did have to bring up the uh, in the quote tweets of the tweet tyler sent was someone who had the gif of that video of the earth being a flat being flat and then the asteroid hitting the earth and it wobbling like a plate <laughs> that you dropped <laughs> and all the dinosaurs being thrown off. So that works too. That's also science. I'm going to show, show it to my barber. I'll tell you how that goes when I get back to the crib. <laughs> you might have some for that ass, you feel? That's funny. Uh, all right. Um, I would like to have in the summer, you know, we do dumb debates over the summer. And I would like to have, <laughs> I don't remember why I wrote this down a couple weeks ago. But this is it. This is our last off-season topic. We have sports back as of tonight. Okay, you ready? Gentlemen, what is the worst smelling city? Mm. You're talking about Damn. the city as a whole or the people in the city? Oh, I would never talk about the Good people. The, okay. the, 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 the city. The city. The city. The city. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think the maybe the worst smelling city I've ever been in. I love this city. Might be New York. I was going to say but. You you Philly, you will walk Philly, into like you will I, walk into ahead, a urine pocket, <laughs> like a urine yeah, yeah, yeah. a urine warm a urine warm f- front or whatever the fuck. When you <laughs> just walk be into a there. whole city block, a yeah. New York city block that smells like pee everywhere all of a sudden. Yeah, but it's so such a great city, like as far as experience, like that you're like it's worth the pee. You feel me? <laughs> like it's the you know, surprise like pee attacks. Me. Yeah, right, right. You know, you know, you know, you're gonna deal with it. Okay, you, you you understand that. But I think like Philly can probably. I think that would be my worst breathing experience. <laughs> Where like I felt like I was not breathing oxygen. There's not oxygen. Something, whatever's in Philly is not oxygen. You feel me? You know what I mean? Them niggas is bro. They, you know, they, I felt like I couldn't breathe in completely while in Philly. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I was breathing in like cigarette smoke, nigga. Like, I'm yeah. like, bro, <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to make it out, dog. So you, and Philly was a cool city, too. It was a cool city, but that was the worst. So you guys both. Sure. So you guys both have New York. I think New York, I think New York be would here. be a popular pick because of like the because everyone who's been to New York or Manhattan has the experience of the unexpected peace smell, you know, like like. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that would be a popular pick. New York also has like Central Park and like great food smells coming from so many places so i had to go with and it's so funny that you said what you said john i have to go with philadelphia i've been to philly twice loved it both times great city like i went for i went for track me i went for the pen relays one year which was incredible uh shara and i went on our honeymoon we did a tour of all the art museums and stuff like awesome city great people but it smells like fucking everything smells bad in Philly, bro. Like the nice restaurant smells bad in Philly. Like you said, like it, the whole place smells like cigarette smoke and urine. And we had the experience of we took a train. <laughs> I shouldn't tell this story. It's just so nasty. 
<laughs> there was an elevator yeah. at the train station <laughs> and we've been walking man we were you know we were on the road for like two months so we've been walking y'all took no, 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 we did not and i'll tell and you why because we hit the fuck button y'all on. okay the elevator came up the doors open and p came out of the elevator like the blood in the shining like the blood, <laughs> the course. blood elevator in The Shining, and Shar and I, like we obviously skittered backwards, and then she just looked at me and she said, "How did they get it in there?" Like, like <laughs> they peed, they peed wow, as the door was awesome, closing. Right? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it, that had to be a two three man job from what it sounds like. You know, that was a coordinated effort. No one person has that much pee in them to have that shit be, be the fucking, you know, Crimson Tide type shit. I'll say this though. Um, I think we gotta give an honorable mention to my city, Richmond, here. It's kind of a unique situation where the city itself doesn't stink, but there's a stretch on ninety-five. And this is the stretch of 95 where you're first coming into Richmond, where you're seeing the skyline. You're just, you know, taking in all of Richmond and you're driving past the Philip Morris uh, processing plants. You know, Philip Morris, big fucking deal out here. Tobacco is king out this motherfucker. And, but that yeah, shit yeah. smells like dookie, bro. It smells like a fart. And that is like <laughs> a lot of people's first fucking moment of seeing the Richmond skyline is passing by the Philip Morris processing plants and smelling shit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Richmond gets an honorable mention because it stinks from your fucking car for a very, very crucial stretch you know in our city's makeup on the highway getting from there's like there's like a a highway then an interstate so it's a, i think it's highway 70 going from like madison alabama to huntsville alabama there is like a three mile stretch where it smells like cum <laughs> and it's just like there's those Why? magnolia plants or some shit i don't magnolia know trees? we do we no, have you know, some the, of the, the cum trees, trees the trees in, that in really stink are dogwoods to me like dogwoods yeah, in the spring are horrible Dog yeah. would smell like, bro, like what the fuck? And you know what I, the, the smell I truly hate? This has nothing to do with a city. Right bef- right after it rains and it smells like worms. Do y'all ever yes, smell worms yes, after it rains? Yes, yes, I fucking yes. hate the smell of worms. I'm like, y'all niggas in the ground. How y'all musty? You know what I'm saying? Like what? Like it, it, at least smell like dirt. Why do worms have a smell surrounded by another smell? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Don't make no sense. Crazy. Um, since we're talking ho- uh, hometown areas, I'll give a shout out to California. Anyone who's ever driven from Southern California to Northern California I was gonna say uh, the on the five. Thing. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. No, you got it. You got it, brother. <laughs> uh, so, we, you know, California has happy cows, which are the cows with lots of space to roam. Oh, and then we also have factory yeah. cows, which are not happy cows, which are packed together very tightly and whose shit is uh, detectable from, I mean, dozens of miles away. Like, I've been to Bakersfield and Fresno sometimes. They don't even have these places close to their cities. And you can still step out of the car and just go like in the back of your throat off the smell of just compressed cow shit bro even with the windows up driving that stretch it penetrates whatever yes. the fuck it's you always got a game on. of like how long can you hold your breath hold your breath for as long as possible get through as much of this stretch as possible and then you're you have no choice two other ones that i thought of one of which smells truly bad i'm sure mike is uh, can relate to this uh parts of driving through carson california just smell like sulfur it just straight up smells like sulfur. And then this is not like a bad smell, but it's bad when you have to experience it for more than like 30 seconds. Also driving, if you're driving, I had driven from Southern California to Northern California. And if you drive through the city of Gilroy, California. Oh yeah. I the, love that it, though. Yeah. Like it's kind of cool. For those who don't know, it's the garlic capital, like 
I don't know if the world, definitely of America. It's the garlic capital of the world. Like they a huge like percentage of the world's garlic is like, grown in Gilroy. Yeah. City, I bet niggas in that town be musty as hell, like though, bro. And so the first time you drive through, you're like, it's tart, bro. kind of fascinating. And now I'm kind of like repulsed by it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yo, <laughs> when, so, when somebody say you tart, nigga, bro, city's tart. I remember my little brother. I love third grade he just started getting his armpit hair you feel me <laughs> and he got got you know just started third or fourth he got it a little early actually i didn't get mine to like fifth sixth yeah. grade anyway so um <laughs> he been playing playing soccer you know that's the game for sport everybody start with you feel me and that motherfucker came home and my mom was like my one hit that shower you a little tart <laughs> <laughs> and, and tart is like the nicest way of saying nigga you out here clowning cuz you feel me <laughs> and i can't imagine just a whole city of niggas smelling like garlic i bet that motherfucker tart as hell you feel what i'm saying yeah. yep crazy all right, shout out to gilroy uh all right that's all the time we got gilroy. for jenkins and jones we'll be hey, gilroy <laughs> we'll be back on saturday <laughs> with uh the gridiron gals chelsea and uh rita for our annual nfl preview with them we had a lot of fun recording that so check that out saturday and then sunday night we'll be uh live on amp as usual uh with some more nonsense and uh and some sports to talk about actually which will be that'll be that'll be that'll be a nice change of pace with all due respect to baseball so we'll see y'all then bye <laughs> bye bye It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.